Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, cherished Spark listeners. Event host Rick here to bring you some very special news and with it a very special episode. Last year, the Spark podcast turned a whopping 10 years old. Yes, 10. So to celebrate, we put on a best of birthday bonanza at the Underbelly Festival South Bank. Here's a few of the stories we told there, each told by a Spark storytelling veteran at one of our previous events. This first story was told by our dazzling podcast producer, Elle. Enjoy. About uh, four, four years ago, I worked in TV and me and my boss had decided that I was going to be a YouTube sensation, obviously, um, and that uh, my first stint was going to be at, uh, I think it was the UK's biggest sex exhibition. Um, it was called, quite, <laughs> quite ingeniously, Sex Exhibition. Lovely. Um, and so we travelled up there and I was, the deal was I was kind of going to go around all the different stalls and talk to people at them. And it was great. So I spoke to, first of all, I think I spoke to a Happy Endings masseuse. She was like, yeah, give Happy Endings, come back later, you can get one. <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> Just arrived. Um, and then there was, um, there was a, a, a dog gimp in a cage. And I feel like I just completed all of the sex exhibition, like bingo. Like when all of that happens, you can shout bingo. So uh, Happy Endings Masseuse said that she would give me a happy ending. A dog gimp licked my face. It's lovely. Um, I had a drag queen electrocute me with varying intensities of um, electrocution vibrators um, on my arm to the point that at the end, because I kept going, yeah, give me more uh, cameras, yeah, yeah, give me more. Um, I had like burns <laughs> that actually looked like third degree burns. It was awful and I was kind of tingling. <laughs> Why did I do that? Um, but the whole day was leading up to uh, the after party, which was at what I was told was a very exclusive sex party. Yeah, well, I think we've all probably all been invited to sex parties, right? It's the 21st century. But that was the first time I had. And, um, and I, was, I was pretty excited about it, especially because, A, I thought that we could film there. <laughs> it's like, yeah, get me in. Let's get in. Um, and <laughs> and uh, B, uh, I was told that only the prettiest... Um, it was like so elite, only the prettiest people were invited to be there. And on top of that, only guys could come if they were invited by girls. 
So I was like to my producer, well, do you want to come? Because I'm not going to go by myself. And he was like, yeah. So then we were like getting ready and we went to like the Trafford Centre and we um, like bought like really expensive clothes. And then we were told that we couldn't film there. And we were like, oh, but like we may as well go. And my producer was like 10 years older than me. Like nothing was going to happen with him. I was single at the time, kind of going in with an open mind, as I suppose you do. And when we got there, it was like... um, there's a lot of things, but it wasn't elite <laughs> at all. <laughs> and anyway, <laughs> I walked in and I was greeted. The first thing I was greeted by was just a Jaeger bomb that narrowly missed my head and just exploded right behind my like newly acquired clothing. And um, and then there was, it was like those. I was walking down the stairs and it was like those paintings you see of like the gremlins in medieval times, like grabbing the, the heels of people. And they, actually, there was a man just like stroking my leg. And I was like, okay, well, this is cool. So open mind, open mind, open mind. And I get them. There's like just like kind of like old men, topless and like tiny like wife fronts, just fusting in those you know the clown hats, which are like two pounds and like full of like red glitter it's just like fusting so it's like okay cool probably probably not going to do anything sexy here but fucking hell this is great people watching uh, <laughs> and i will tell you there is no pe- if you like people watching there is no people watching better than at a sex club <laughs> there's everything you can see everything you can see like the uh, kind of topless pimp women in like pencil skirts just counting money you can see like the lotharios who just have one girl after another girl after another girl just like going through them and then you see like the the tentative couples who have come there to try something new and like he can't get it up so it's just they keep going back and they keep going back and i'm just there like wow me and my producer are like wow it's very sad we can't have a camera we can totally see why this is great um so, so then I go into the toilet and I come back and my producer is just surrounded by uh by men and they all scatter when I come back and I'm like what the hell just happened then he's like they were trying to buy you <laughs> it's like how much and he's like 150 and I'm like, oh, I feel like I could do better um <laughs> and then we're, we're just like thinking of going and the happy ending masseuse comes up to me and she's like um and she's like, hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, how are you? And she's like, yeah, yeah, uh, is this your first time here? I was like, yeah, are you? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's my first time. I'm like, oh, cool. And she's like, oh, okay, so do you think you're going to get involved? And I was like, um, no, probably not. I'm here with my boss. And she's like, why are you here? Why are you here then? Why are you here? And I was like, what do you mean, why am I here? I'm just here. And she's like, why are you here? And I'm like, okay. And then my boss is like, we've got to go. And I was like, why can't I be here? She's like, no loitering. No loitering. Get involved or get out. So I'm like, ah, okay, okay. And I learned a very, very valuable lesson that day, which was you can't loiter at sex clubs. <laughs> Does anyone know that? <laughs> What a story. Now here's another one told by our fantastic event producer, Rachel. Thank you. A few years ago, uh, my therapist told me that I'd had a psychotic episode, which surprised me because I thought psychosis meant schizophrenia. I thought it meant being sectioned in a mental hospital. I thought it meant permanent mental distress. But my experience wasn't quite like that. It happened when I was 11, um, and it was a very, very bewildering time for me. Um, I had for, I think I'd always felt like I'd been born without the rule book that everybody else had been issued with. 
And I was told frequently that I was very, very clever. And I'd always thought, well, if I'm so clever, how come I don't seem to be able to get on with people very well? How come I don't seem to be able to know how to do very basic things like eat and sleep? One thing I did know how to do, however, was how to read. And I read and read and read. And most of what I was reading when I was 11 was science fiction. It was my refuge from also being incredibly bullied at school. And the bullying was really nasty, to be honest. Um, I had, apparently, the lurgy, um, which meant that people were not allowed to touch me or talk to me. Um, I would be poison. They would run away in droves, laughing. This was all really funny. And I was just confused, really, really confused and bewildered and lonely and upset and very sad about all this. So I took refuge in science fiction. This was 1971. There was some really, really good science fiction around. So I was walking with the golden-eyed Martians. I was riding on the silkworms of Dune. I dreamt of electric sheep with androids. And then I had to go to school. The one thing that I clung on to at school was this cleverness. Um, and um, and reading. So I expected always to be top of the class. And we had one day, we had a spelling test. Um, and I got my paper back and I expected the usual tick, 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 tick. And I got tick, 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 cross. And in sarcastic Mr. Treadway's neat handwriting at the side, I had spelt the word separate wrongly. I had spelt it S-E-P-E-R-A-T-E. And he'd put S-E-P-A-R-A-T-E. For some reason, I had the temerity to question this amid scales of laughter from my compatriots. Look in the dictionary, he said. So I did. And there it was, S-E-P-A-R-A-T-E. I was so puzzled. I was so sure I got it right. You might not think this is too serious, but um, a little while later, I'm not sure how long, I saw the sign that meant everything made sense. Everything, everything, everything. The sign was in a greengrocer's and it read in Big, red, blood red letters that just came shining out at me. Apples, six for 20p, two and a half p, separate. S-E-P-E-R-A-T-E. S-E-P-E-R-A-T-E. You can see where this is going because I suddenly got it. It was like a bolt of lightning came out of the floor through my body, up through my head, I suddenly realised I got it. I had it. It was obvious. I was the alien. And the humans, the humans were messing with my mind. And what they'd done was they had altered the dictionary to trip me up. And all those science fiction books, they hadn't been just a refuge. They had been clues, but the humans had not expected me to be able to pick it up. They had not expected me to be quite that clever. So I was cleverer than them. And suddenly I was so sure out of all this bewilderment and confusion, I was so sure in a way that I'd never known before or since that I was absolutely right about how the world worked. I was the alien. The humans were out to get me. And that was that. And I existed for... Sometime, I don't know how long it could have been, days, it could have been weeks. I used to think it was a year, but looking back on it, I know factually it couldn't have been. This weird sense of timelessness where I just existed in this plane of knowing, utterly knowing. It did have a few problems because I couldn't tell anybody because I couldn't let them know that I knew that I knew their game. Because 
they would then destroy me, obviously. I also got very worried about pavements. I was absolutely convinced that the humans were going to destroy, just take the pavement away someday, and I was just going to fall, just tumble. I don't know how long that really odd state lasted, as I said. It could have been a few days, could have been a few weeks. And I don't really remember how it ended. It just sort of passed. The holidays came. I went to a new school where I didn't make friends very easily, but I did make friends eventually. And I was never bullied in the same way ever again. And when my therapist told me that that actually was a psychotic episode, I checked it out and it it did actually tick the boxes. It ticked the box for the elasticity of time, for the unreality, for the paranoia, for that absolute sense of isolation, and also that sense of omniscience, which, you know what, I really miss it sometimes. That sense, I absolutely knew what was going on because I've never felt like that since. And you know what? Just occasionally, I see the word separate spelt the old way, and my heart skips a beat. Thank you. That was Rachel. Last but not least, here's incredible host and event producer Scarlett. I didn't think I was going to get to tell a story tonight, um, but I'll, I'll try and keep this one quick. It starts when I was in Morocco and I was buying some seeds. At the time, I was looking, I was shopping for tea, just tea. Um, and I'd spoken to the guy in the shop and I said, I saw like I'd like to write, like bring back some souvenirs for my friends. And um, I was looking for different teas and he said, well, this tea's interesting. Um, If you brew it, it's very calming, like chamomile. And don't eat it because if you eat it, it'll get you high. And I I said, oh, I'll take some of that tea, please. Um, Brought this tea back. I'm very, very innocent. Not that I'm not innocent now, but at this time I was particularly innocent. Brought this tea back. And I'd very, very recently moved into a new house share in London. And it was the first house share I'd moved into. And I was very, very concerned with seeming cool around my new housemates. And shortly after I got back from Morocco, they were throwing a house party. And it got to that point in the evening where everyone had had a few drinks. And they'd all said, like, has anyone got anything more interesting? And I didn't because I wasn't that person. But... I did remember that I had some special tea. So I said to my cool housemate, whose name's Suzanne, I said, Suzanne, I've got this, I haven't got, I don't know if this is of interest to you, but I've got this tea that I brought in Morocco. Um, And uh, if you brew it, very calming, like chamomile. But if you eat it, gets you high, like drugs of some description I don't know I don't really didn't know at all so she was like get the tea uh it was it was this weird kind of like little black seed thing so I brought it down and I was like well this is it so uh like should we all take one and uh the other people at the party were much cooler and more adventurous than me so they just spoke spoon that right into their mouth while I was standing there like 
Ooh, okay. Um, I, at that point, I, you know, it got to, a, I hadn't even really been drinking very much that night. I maybe had a couple of glasses of wine. I kind of went, you know what, I'm just, I have, I'll have like a seed. And then I went to bed. Um, at about four o'clock in the morning, there was a loud crashing noise. And I, we came down to find that one of the guests at our house party had kind of bashed into the bay windows, smashed the windows, and then fallen back into the house. That was the first sign that I shouldn't have given people seeds from Morocco. Uh, the second sign was that I woke up the next morning, and bear in mind that I was pretty sober for that party, and I'd maybe just had a couple of drinks and a couple of seeds, as we all have, and uh, I had double vision. I felt complete. I didn't have a hangover. I felt fine, didn't have a headache, nothing at all, but I was seeing two of everything. And I thought, oh, this is not good. Um, and it turned out that, yeah, everyone else at that party had taken quite a lot of seeds. Not only did they have double vision, they also had severe muscle cramps and nausea and vomiting. Um, I had a lot of text messages from people's respective other halves that day saying, what did you give my partner? What's happened? I'm really confused. She's being sick everywhere and she can't move. I had a lot of visions of me in court going, oh, I bought them in Morocco. I really, I honestly, I just thought it was tea. I did just think it was tea. Um, fortunately, after 24 hours, whatever I'd given them had run its course and had passed and they'd all got over their severe nausea, muscle cramps, and double vision. To this day, I still don't know what I bought. The, the number of text messages I've had since saying, I've got this link from Wikipedia, do you think it's this? Uh, oh, I've, re I've been reading about this thing, do you think it's this? Um, I still have no idea. I'm just very thankful that everyone survived. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our Spark Best of Birthday Special. If you fancy coming and telling a story at Spark or simply having a watch, you can find us monthly at the Brixton Ritzy in London or our brand new night at the Waverley Bar in Edinburgh. Info on all upcoming events can be found at stories.co.uk. On Twitter, we are at Spark True Story and on Facebook, we are Spark True Stories. And while you're at it, why not be a hero and like and subscribe to this podcast? Thank you. It really does help. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.